Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Uh, is anyone even setting fireworks off? Not yet. There's been like actually yeah, not a ton this year. Usually, like it's like from like June fifteenth on. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, yeah. there's just like. It's my. All right. Is it back in? Hello. Yeah. Now it's back in. Uh, I'm not touching it. I was talking about my mic audience. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, Bunny's giving them dog treats. Matt, you're going to have to edit around reinforcing their bad behavior. Yeah. If I make them sit right before they get it, it doesn't. <laughs> yep. And this is Hello. dog training with Bunny. Yeah. Bunny you know training what? That is, dogs. That is something I'll talk about. Before I had chihuahuas, I only had regular dogs. And I was told, I read everywhere. Oh, you know, people just, they don't train those little dogs the same way because they're so cute. And if you train that dog just like you would a medium or big-sized dog, they will, like, behave the same. This is bullshit, okay? Eh. It is bull... No, they're it is They're as well-behaved as some dogs right shit. now. The, I think they're both good. They're not bad, but the idea that I could get these dogs to behave the way somebody gets... They're very docile, big dog. <laughs> I will my fair lady Zeus into the Westminster dog show. I want to videotape that and then make best in show too. Yeah. Macadamia nuts, peanuts. Yeah. First of all, like all the same motions you do with a larger dog. I tried to do the ones I knew from the dog I had growing up when I got, and it's like oh like trying to make them lay down by like moving the treat down they're already very low to the ground they just look at it and it's like with my like lab chow whatever mix I had growing up I swear Get it took us dog. five minutes to do the these series of things lay, and then lay down like, is a notoriously more difficult command I will still yeah Look, there are people out there who get their chihuahuas to do all kinds of tricks. More power to you. They are good dogs, but they are... They, they are very good dogs. Don't listen will. to them. They're terrible dogs. They're little, and they're cute, and they smell like Doritos for some fucking reason. Yeah, Fritos. But yes, look, they're on TikTok, Miss Tony and Zeus. <laughs> I'm a chihuahua. Chihuahua. What's going on, everyone? What's everyone's... Absolutely nothing is happening. Nothing's happening. Um, It it was Canada Day yesterday. You know what, guys? As a dual citizen... It's, it does suck. I can't even be like, yeah, fuck you, America. Like, yay, Canada. Because, you know, 
They kind of suck too. Yeah, they're not. <sighs> Mass graves of children that you just find here and there. Look, they're just not finding all the mass graves in America. Yet. Yet. Or like they just didn't kill them. They just, uh, you know, human trafficked them into. <laughs> well, there was just that story in Texas about them finding like 42 dead bodies in the back of a trailer. Like a 16-wheeler just yeah, had. Yeah, I think they were. That's our um, mass graves. Is This report confirms that this boarding school system was part of a twin United States policy. The dispossession of Indian lands and the forced assimilation of Indian people. Multiple generations of American Indian, Alaska Native, and Native Hawaiian children were induced or compelled by the federal government to be brought to these schools. We've identified 53 marked or unmarked burial sites and cemeteries for Indian children across the system. Oh, I mean, we have... Yeah, I mean, we, we also uh, have the, Indian schools. Yeah, we, all ha- we also have Indian schools. We also, like, had forced assimilation. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, I like, mean, made them... Oh, stop making corn tortilla. makes things with flour. Like, we forced people to do that, which is yeah. the funniest part of... Uh, you gotta laugh somewhere, guys. Uh, you know, weird... Uh, American melting pot stuff of yore is that they used to have these schools where <laughs> that was like all they taught people is like, don't eat your carbs, eat our carbs. <laughs> yeah. Also just making them arbitrarily like put on different clothing, you know, civilized Western clothing. Showing dominance. So just like, but so fun as like a modern person to like look back and be like, this is so lame, the stuff they did. Like the food stuff is really fascinating to me because there was a time when they not only were like, get rid of your corn tortillas, get rid of this, get rid of that, white flour, white bread. Like they were big on the white foods. Oh yeah. And then they had this recipe for this white gravy, which is just Oh like- uh, yeah, yeah. That was I feel like I know what NPR podcast you listen oh, to. I on actually this. took a class called uh, oh, okay. Immigration and Ethnicity in America. Okay, and okay. for some reason, uh, I got particular into we had a document that had like um like a little pamphlet well, that was yeah, like, yeah. this is like, take it home, and this is how you'll that, be that American. Was, uh, that was, I think, that was a book that came out a few years ago. Was um, just the Great Depression era cookbooks for the poor oh, yeah. that they came out with, where it was like pound for pound. If you were just an Italian family cooking Italian food, you would do better than these cookbooks, like price wise. Any like form of ethnic food was already a cheap form of cooking. Uh, there was also a uh, moralistic element to it where it was pretty much stated that, in fact, they didn't think the poor should be eating good food because then why try and not be poor? Yeah, which is still true today to some degree. Did you see the bodega question? Cause I don't the bo- know what that is. There was a guy who made a TikTok complaining about how there wasn't a Whole Foods around him. A 22-year-old boy who just moved here to work at some tech company. He moved from, like, Colorado or something. I think it was Iowa, actually. So he's 
Very young, whatever. But you know how people are about their bodegas. And uh, so he's walking around like, uh, I look for a grocery store on my Apple Maps, and it keeps taking me to these places, bodegas. And then okay. he's like, I can't buy milk or cheese, which you infamously can buy yeah, at most no, bodegas. Why even have a bodega? So he's, he's like kind of complaining, kind of like, uh, oh, now I'm just going to eat ramen and cereal, I guess. I don't get, Where's the Whole Foods? Where's the Kroger's? But... I do think he thought he was joking about how, like, he couldn't figure it out. But it absolutely uh, got scooped up by people who were like, this piece of shit fucking gentleman. Because <laughs> he's a dumb yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, sure. He got fired. Yeah, he got fired for uh, this. Because he says a couple things that you're like, ooh. Um, but... You know, uh, I don't know. I think check out for a 22-year-old white man from the Midwest or Great Plains. No offense, Middle America. I don't know the difference. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I I get if you are not used to going to like a general low-cost form of a supermarket that exists in New York. He's mocking food deserts. And, well, and he was 24 from Michigan. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, from Midwest. To come to Outreach, software company mm-hmm. Outreach, before being booted from the firm after the outrage. Um, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, now what he's doing is trying to get people to donate money to him yeah, as sure. he looks for a new job because he's stuck here in his lease, which, you know, somebody should tell him. <laughs> Yeah, just, just leave. leave. <laughs> so what are they gonna do? Like follow you to Michigan? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, no landlord attorney knows how to sue anyone in Michigan. I can guarantee you that. But so, um, okay, I understand if you're like not used to a supermarket that generally caters to a mostly Latin American consumer base in New York City, you might walk in and go, oh, I don't recognize these cheeses and there aren't the kinds of cheeses that I'm used to. But I mean, he's really just getting bodegas. Maybe, you know. Where does he fucking live? I'll find a fucking supermarket. Oh, okay. So what he got fired for was showing his confidential offer of employment letter when he announced oh, well, coming to me. Oh, fuck that company then. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah, I fuck, mean. That's, whatever. They're they're using that as a technicality sure. because they don't like this, whatever. But fuck that. Why do I have to, what, what's secret in it? Insider. Yeah, that's how they found out what company he was working for, and that's how Which they then contacted them. Yeah, then they got I contacted mean, about it. Um, well, then it was the then it was a big question of bodegas, good or bad. Um, I mean, bodegas, uh, food desert, good or bad. Okay, what stops you off? Of? I could find a fucking grocery store around him. I just wanted to emphasize again, like, he seems like a dipshit. Like, he seems like a meathead. Yeah, I could 100. Young, but a young person who, like... Give me a residential... He's from the Bronx. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I he mean, also he said, might be in one of them areas that doesn't he, have a subway around. He also complained that he was the only white dude in the gym... Okay, well, so he got, yeah, that'll happen. So he got an NAACP <laughs> shirt so that people vibe with him more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like That's this fucking guy, hilarious, dude. Yeah, this guy That's so was, fucking funny, man. He was like, he was like. You're like the funniest fucking guy I know. You should like write for something. I don't know. Evil. 
<laughs> Shout out to the show Evil on CBS. It's insane. It, it's, it's a show the, that it's, exists. It's, if you want something low stakes, again, to I put would on, say it's kind of like X Files. Yeah, people who like X Files would be so upset. Okay, well, X Files is a dumb show. I'm sorry, but you know, it is you know, you can like it. I, I'm fine with liking it. It's fun as shit, but it's a dumb show. Well, what's a smart show? My internal question. Well, what's a smart one? <laughs> uh, always sunny. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Season one of True Detective is the smart version of Evil. I don't know. I feel like it was overrated. Guess what? Nope. That's controversial point. Time is years later. Time <laughs> yeah. is a flat circle. Yeah, I don't know. It's goofy. By dumb, I, like, I don't mean like bad, but it's dumb. Like, you know, that's fine. I like dumb well, shit. We got this dumb guy dumb who shit. hates bodegas, and we got yeah, dumb show. I just shows. feel like he's dumb, but if he would have had like just one friend. He could have like, yeah, like, like he could have charmed people instead of turned them off. Like you could, like it's almost like you're like, oh, dude, like he just had no idea what he was wading into. Too, you can't talk yeah, about bodegas. Yeah, there is that like bodega culture of New York that is just like, oh, this is a thing that belongs to us. Oh yeah, um, and, like on Twitter, like every six months, someone will be like, nothing is like a bodega, yeah. and then people will be like, fuck you, New Yorker, we live other places, and then it's. Like, like people being yeah. like justice for Circle K or whatever the fuck well, whatever. shitty like, place they go to on the corner um, where they live. Right. Um, I, sure. I, I, whatever. I think Circle K was the one I saw in Oklahoma City. My, yeah, and Wawa's the best of all, but who gives well, a fuck? The um, other the thing about those places is that those places all close at a certain time, which is except for Wawa. Right, which you generally have to drive to. Right, no, the the problem with Wawa is then you have to live where there's Wawa's. Which is only a small segment of the world. Right, and a lot of it sucks. The chosen people... Yeah, the the tribe of Israel. I love to go... And pro- boop, 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 get my little Wawa order. Yeah. Also, I'll hit his sheets. I'll deal with the sheets. Uh, people try to say, put, try to put Royal Farms, Maryland's own Royal Farms mm-hmm. on the same part. I'm like, it's different. Yeah. It's less sandwich based, mm-hmm. fried chicken based. They can coexist. Yeah, I like what I've had of Royal Farms, but it's no Wawa. Royal Farms, really, it's the type of thing where you're like, no, you got to go to the good one. Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, the other thing about Wawa that makes Wawa Wawa uh, is the, and uh, I'll really uh, commit to this, Amorazio uh, rolls that they uh, have for their sandwiches. And everyone knows that it's the Amorazio that truly makes the cheesesteak. Yeah, but there is something about four o'clock in the morning and getting the nibbles and just walking the two blocks to... Oh, yeah, no, Bodega's fucking rule. Yeah. I, I love Bodega's. That's, that's but what I'm trying to get Oh, yeah, at. I'm still yeah, pissed. Yeah. I'm still pissed that, like... I'm pissed that the people... And, like, also, they're all, like, owned by the one Yemeni dude and like you know everyone who works there at all shifts and you greet them and you make friends and, and it's fun as shit. turn a blind eye to the child labor. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, there's like, yeah, no. 10 year old child sell me cigarettes and yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. And, and the, I mean the best part about it is that they're all front 
for drugs. Yeah, yeah, you can find drugs there a lot. Um, find me. I mean, I'm sure Wawa is. A oh fun yeah, for no, drugs I could also find that. But that's also the same as saying like. I'll just ask my friend who I went to high school with. It's just your friend like, you went I, to high school I with. Go to at my, the I couldn't go to my quick check growing up and just be like, hey, you give me the special sandwich yeah. with the special drugs. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I like quick checks because they often have free air for your tires, just like Royal Farms. Mm. And Wawa. Wawa does too? Yeah, Wawa does that too. Uh, I got my tires pumped today. You know how much air was? Inflation, $2. Hey, he made an inflation joke. Yep. Yeah, I, I hate having to pay, but my little tiny Prius, like when it's colder out like it gets low tire pressure constantly because they're fucking small ass tires mm-hmm. and like I didn't know that when I got the Prius that I was like signing up for like special tires like I fully went to my old place to get new tires and they were like we don't have these sizes <laughs> to go to a pet boy. You got, you got tiny tires. And I had to go to a specific pet boy. You got a tiny dogs and you got tiny tires. Yeah. I do like tiny things. If you look at my likes on Instagram, you'll see I do like a lot of those miniature videos of like, here's a teeny tiny pot. Yeah. I've I've seen the tiny, the tiny like Japanese kind of aesthetic. I love miniatures. But I think this, we've already, we know this as uh, we got into the candy making earlier on. Yeah. Yeah. Really Uh, tickled all of your fancies. We're tiny, but mighty. We're number one. We're the real hot dogs. Yo, hold the buzz. Teenage Justice, a list of boys to look out for, appeared on a high school bathroom wall last fall. The story of one of them by Elizabeth while from The Cut, also known as New York Magazine. Yeah, so basically it's the story of this 17-year-old boy who shared nude photos of his girlfriend with people at a party without her consent and then ended up on this list of boys who were bad, dangerous. Right. Did things like show your nudes to people without... Their consent. But the article is like very sympathetic to him and sort of in between this author describing various teenagers as extremely beautiful and lingering on their (laughs) how hot they are. It's very much like this poor boy made a mistake and now he's being punished forever. But what it seems like objectively happened is he faced consequences for his actions from his peer group. And I'm guessing the kid's a white kid. Uh, actually, I wouldn't be so sure about that. His name's Diego. That's all it's I a, know. It's a private school, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I just I mean, like his a- name is in fact Diego. I don't know uh, what his race is. I don't know. Maybe it's just from Spain. Do you think children growing up in these days are afraid of cancel culture? Is that a... No, because the future's over. They don't have a future. They're not going to be in a future where someone's going to go, oh, let me bring up your like blah, blah, blah thing because literally it's all falling apart. So one, I don't understand this pretense like these people are going to grow up and face something similar to what like a Gen X or older person thinks about when they think about things not being safe for work and things that could whatever. Like I just don't. But in the olden days, 
it would have been this teenage girl whose nudes were shared without her consent, she would have been the one who was Yeah, no, absolutely. He is engaging yeah, in what is a classic form of canceling. And uh, yeah, you're also in a high school situation where, of course, there are like hyper-weaponized social ties like this reminds sorry. me a little bit of a few weeks back that am i the asshole that went viral about the college girls who had started a group chat where mm-hmm. they mutually all decided oh we're not going to go to this or that party if somebody who's a known creep or blah 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 is there we're going to leave if somebody does this we're not going to go to parties where they don't let us make our own drinks or you know all the things that are, are reasonable red flags and they got reported to the like school by these fraternities they were reported for like being exclusive um <laughs> because these boys were mad. <laughs> but I just, I, I mean, I honestly feel like tough shit. And honestly, yeah, I don't so think this, this is... Uh, this author wants to fuck kids, I want to point out. Um, right? Like a real creepy. Yeah, no, the, the language being used in this article is fun. <laughs> Give us a little taste. You. Fiona was Diego's first real girlfriend, and she was almost psychedelically beautiful. You know, a word that you use. Um, <laughs> and she was almost psychedelically beautiful. What the f- Jesus Christ, I can't even read that. Uh, it was like, oh, I saw her. It was like I was tripping balls, yeah. man. Yeah, no, she looked like that poster of um, <laughs> Jimi Hendrix where he has all the heads like the Hindu deity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poster, she, that's what she looked like. Uh, pale celestial skin, a whole galaxy of freckles. Oh, my God. A supernova of lush hair. Holy shit, it's man. It's weird. How do you... How are you a writer? New York Magazine. How are you a writer? A supernova of lush hair? What does... Somebody hasn't gotten this horny for somebody else's hair since that guy that wrote about me in the Atomist. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I do want to say that while this author is very sympathetic to Diego, which is not his real name, by the way... uh, these are oh, not these oh, people's real names. Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, so um, oh, so is this motherfucker brownwashing this kid? That could be yeah. the case. I don't um, know. Not only is all right, it I'll assume he's white again. Weirdly <laughs> voyeuristic about the beauty of, of this girl. There's almost like this tone of still a little bit of like this this girl being so beautiful, like what what did she expect? He had yeah, to no, that share is her absol- beauty. That is absolutely right? the tone like, that is being oh, taken here. He had to sh- like, which is like tough shit, man. Like I yeah, no, it it really is. It's like he started writing his songs. First girlfriend, and it was like it's like what does any of this fucking? He started writing songs with bald lyrics. It's all my fault. I hate me for that, and I'll do anything to get you back. You're Blame. beautiful. And perfect. Well, and I mean, like, what? oh, dude, don't that is so fucking. Lame. Just, just the impression I get is that the adults involved 
are not... Which we do need to get to, uh, because the adult who wrote this article is also involved. Yeah, yeah. It turns out, uh, it comes out that this, the author of this article has... Um, a child who attends the school. A child who attends the school. Or, which was not disclosed in the article. Gee, I wonder how they got the interviews. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking incredible. It's this tone of almost like... It's like, because this person is beautiful in this way they belong to everybody <laughs> you know it's yeah, like yeah. oh he wasn't trying to revenge porn her or mother, blah 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 yeah, look, this motherfucker just was walking through the woods and saw artemis bathing and what the fuck are you supposed to do with that yeah you know what? Get eat by your own dogs <laughs> <laughs> or you know there's a couple. Uh, yeah, I actually do forget what happens next. I know it's not good, though. Yeah. It's Actaeon. He gets turned into a stag, and his own hunting dogs right, pursue him. Right, right, right. But then there's a... Does he become a constellation at some point? Is that uh, something that happens? I think so, but she is also responsible for the bear constellation. Like, she also turns something right. into a bear for happening upon her. They put a, a mean, letter written by Diego to I, himself. I'm, I'm now at the part where it's vaguely trying to make some point about how this is the pandemic's fault, which is like really great writing that I really love. Oh, no. Like the it pandemic was, made it so all of these girls got empowered to actually think about uh when something like this happens. Yeah, no, I mean, it's effectively making the argument that the kids were not socialized like for two years or whatever the fuck properly. And so there was like some arrested development that caused them to like act socially vindictive because it's not a thing that happens in high school anyway. That, yeah, that's my like my central thing is one, positing this as particularly vindictive. Like I do not yeah. see how this is not I mean, the consequence of his actions. Yeah, and also as you said, uh when this the eighties, this girl would fucking be cutting herself by now. Like I mean well, yeah, like, would have would have blamed her for, yeah, she for would have, taking the pictures. She would have been opening her locker with slut scrawled across yeah. it, and she would have fucking killed herself I, because know, that's how high school this, has worked exactly, for a while. And this highlights... And uh, now we're doing it to uh, the person who actually probably should have known better, so... Well, it's like, <laughs> I, there's this thing, and I guess this is problematic of me, but... There's this thing that happens when, especially in the conversation around sexual assault and coercion and people having better frameworks for it, there's this like thing that happens where people go, wait, 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 but we can't be mean to the boys. <laughs> and I yeah, say, I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, some I mean, boys got to get being mean to. I, I, I mean, this is some like... Some boys, uh, you're, they're going to have to fucking take it on the chin if they fuck up in certain ways as things uh, get less rapey for girls. Yeah, um, and I mean, like, if you want to, like, discuss the negative aspects of this, this is, okay, at worst a high school kid being severely universally shunned and bullied, which again, where the fuck were you people when we were talking about that with gay kids? Where the fuck were you people mm -hmm. when 
yeah, women who took nudes or who had some rumors started about how sexually promiscuous they were or what things they were willing to do or whatever led to, like, I mean, I'm sorry, high schoolers have been trying to make each other kill themselves for, like, fucking decades, uh, and it seems like you're only upset when uh, it goes a certain way. Well, and it's like, I'm sorry, there are some things that should have a severe enough consequence that everybody who knows about that thing doesn't want to do that thing. Yeah, no, it's a, it's an eye opener. I I will never, I will not share a nude of someone without consent after Uh, what happened to this fucking kid. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess the problematic part is, um, classically in the past, a part of rape culture is, um, you know, putting the honest on women. Like, why were you there? Why were you out late? Why were you dressed like that or whatever? And I don't feel like it would be an entirely bad thing if for a while it became, dude, sir, why would you be alone with a woman you didn't know? Like, why would you take this risk upon yourself, men? Yeah, no. Uh, Like, I don't think there's, that's entirely bad, but there is this thing that happens where people are like, wait, 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 (laughs) wait. I thought this was going to be just a little, like, uh, the worst guys don't get to do the worst stuff anymore, but everybody else is pretty uh, the same, right? You know, also this article has a lot of mother of son energy. Oh, God, yeah. Right? Like, oh, uh, yeah. the worst fucking people on, like, oh, I mean, parents yeah. who I don't know are some of the worst people online in the first place. New parents, oh, God. Um, but the worst people I see online are fucking mothers of sons who feel, like... <laughs> Yeah, and no, no offense is... to anybody who's like hashtag boy mom or whatever the fuck uh, like if I know you personally but in general this thing where it's like my boy my... would never do anything like this but also like my boy doesn't deserve to have his yeah. feelings hurt yeah no I mean and... that's all it really fucking comes down to as well like I mean you're getting the fucking silent treatment my dude like I mean you're it's high school I'm sorry I, I thought he got kicked out of some program and they yeah. they had some protesters like call him an abuser and run him off campus with pitchforks or whatever, however yeah, she frames it. Yeah, I mean, it. it sounds like a whisper network slash yeah, social media slash bathroom like, wall graffiti is like just shunning a kid, which again is a thing that happens. Now it's framed as mob justice gone too far. But also I where the- Did I miss something in the article where like real harm has come to this- I mean, Boy. yeah, like, also, where the fuck were any of these like, people? Like, did somebody like, we've beat been, the shit out of him? Like, we've been talking about bullying in fucking schools for fucking ever, and these same people just say, oh, well, toughen up, oh, bullies made people be less weird, or, you know, whatever shit. Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It just seems like uh, everyone is angry at this kid for doing a thing that seems like it deserves anger well and i'm sorry like like i said these are things that are happening like within and among his peer group and the idea that these adults need to intervene because this boy's friends dropped him because he did this is like i just it's fucking bullshit also uh i don't have those kind of parents at all (laughs) who would ever be this invested in my like social life one 
my parents would never know anything happened. I would. <laughs> it's just like, you know, we're supposed to feel real bad for him. Like, and, and yeah, it's, it doesn't feel good to be shunned. It doesn't feel good to be excluded. All these things feel bad. But when they happen to different people in the past and it made it for far less reasons than you took action that was bad, you know, uh, like somebody's just got a fucked up hairline <laughs> in the past. And, you know, like I, I just don't see how I'm supposed to care when people don't give a shit about the kid with bad skin who people are like <laughs> weird too um, for that alone. Like I just feel as though mothers of sons are very uneasy with their sons facing consequences the, this for their ar- actions. This article is also like super unfocused because it like is talking about Title Nine and how Title Nine does a poor job. The protests are actually that's the other thing when it came out that she had a child uh, who went to this school. The protests were actually about Title Nine and not about fucking this kid. Oh God, uh, <laughs> they're not about this kid that or whatever. Context. It was primarily about and around Title Nine stuff, and it got drawn in and conflated so she she, there were so many like journalistic fuck-ups in this article as well but yeah i thought the abuser thing the like i mean she's like saying essentially that title nine doesn't work for someone like quote-unquote fiona which i just gotta say sounds like fiona's got something that's working right now so good for her well yeah and i'm like it seems like uh we've solved the problem without title nine uh that Poor, inefficient government. Seems like a couple of enterprising high school kids with some Instagram accounts succeeded where Title IX has come up short. Until we figure out this whole thing, I say, ladies, girls, teenage women, and femmes, you bully those men if they fucking cross these lines. Because eventually, without this attention and without these adults fucking helicoptering about this... I feel like there's still a possibility he could have moved on or mended some kind of fences by showing contrition with his peer group. And then in a organic way, there is some sort of, you know what I mean? Instead, now he is this guy. (laughs) Like, I feel like this article itself does more harm to him than the thing itself because now it can't just be a thing that maybe people could have moved on from that he faced some severe consequences about in his youth. Now it's a thing that uh, people made a big stink about and framed it as poor Diego got drunk and showed people a nude photograph of his beautiful girlfriend. (laughs) Even the way she like reveals the crux of it is very like, you can understand how boys are. You can understand your son being a dumbass. (laughs) Like this is what I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a dumb thing to do. It's not necessarily indicative that he is a bad guy for life and whatever, but again, tough shit. One day things will be uh, possibly better because we'll all be distracted with the water wars. (laughs) Um, And, you know, maybe then there can be a softer conversation here about how you deal with someone who's crossed a line. I'm surprised Jordan Peterson didn't get into this uh, story. 
Well, Seems we, like it would be right up I his mean, alley. none of us are on the Daily Wire, so he might have. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, actually, it would be something he would cover. Oh, absolutely. This was 100%. The, the poor thing. boy. Yeah. The poor boy who's been told his masculine wiles are a sin. A terrible, terrible sin. Right. So, like, Peterson, like, made a big speech recently. That's her other thing. Yeah, Peterson, dead named Elliot Page on Twitter, misgendered. And and then got banned from Twitter. And he would rather die die than delete delete the tweet. Yeah, he he made this, like, really big speech that it was really funny because, like, he has this way of talking like how a dumb guy who's trying to sound smart talks where he's like, heretofore and in this so-called society... He, she, they will attack me. If it is so to be believed, like it just like is filled with all these like almost like bad Shakespearean flourishes. Yeah, it's like it's like he's trying to speak in a like a Byzantine way, but it, it, it like again it kind of reminds me of the Tim Heidegger bits, like his trial and stuff. Well, it this like coincided it, with him going to Daily Wire, and he made a fifteen-minute highly produced monologue. He had multiple cameras on him, and you could just see these the wrinkles in his face of years of drug abuse and like anxiety about all the people and that like, have wronged him. And just like disordered eating. He's got very dry skin, which is... Right, and also to be clear, the thing that made Jordan Peterson mad was the pictures of Elliot Page shirtless that came out over a year ago at this point. Yeah. But Jordan Peterson was in a fucking Russian mental asylum and didn't see them until now. And that's like the actual backstory to... Well, yeah, we're checking in on an old friend because he's friend of the pod, Jordan Peterson. We reviewed his last book. I haven't really heard much from him lately. I don't think he's been doing much, right? Like, Well, no, he's returned, you know, to public life. Oh, um, he, he said he was going to quit Twitter like a month ago. Yeah, yeah he's been going back and forth because he, he's... He did say that nobody listens to Vouch, which I appreciated. So he'd been, you know, uh, quiet for a while. He, like, returned to public life. He did that interview with Rogan uh, months back. Um, which we watched and commented on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, just a little while ago, he was like, I'm going to quit Twitter. It's, like, so toxic. I, again, another man who, like, cannot stand people. Like, who is a mean person, but he cannot stand it if anyone is mean to him. The most thin-skinned person. Yeah, like, he really doesn't like that people say he talks like Kermit. <laughs> Or that he's wrong about anything. Or that he's a hateful bigot. He doesn't like that, even though he, like, clearly is a deranged lunatic. And uh, being anti-trans is his bread and butter. That's what he was his initial claim to fame when uh, these videos of him supposedly taken by other people of him talking to protesters um, at the university in Toronto that he worked at. He's really hung up on the pronoun stuff. 
And really then, hung up. And then like these videos went viral and they went really popular with every fucking chud. So he immediately appealed to kind of the people he would end up making money from. But yeah, this is his like main wedge. It's his wedge issue. Yeah, it's yeah, his wedge, wedge issue. issue. Of course, it because his broader issue is uh, masculinity and how important masculinity is and how you need the order of masculinity. And that the world is fallen which he mentions in his thing. Like, it's a very Christian kind of meta-narrative about... Yeah, because he was also doing that dumb shit where he's like, I remember when pride was a sin. And it's like, fuck your face, Pride before the fall was his, like, little quotable... I'm sorry, Professor. Do you not know that there are things called connotations on words? (laughs) Like, Well, he's hung up on words. He's hung up on the pronouns. He's hung up on... What he did wrong, he's also really hung up on top surgery is like the other thing that this brought up, which he talked about extensively in this thing. And it's like uh, where he called the doctor who did it a criminal. And then when he found out that it was legal, he was like, it's a crime against humanity or something. And made a big thing about, oh, these woke moralizers, these uh activist types which he he gets very ugly when he's angry and it it's like the you know for people who talk about people who are being jokerified he seemed throughout this interview like somebody who was about to go kill a small animal off screen no he just seemed like again it, it just is this like drama queen shit of like yeah look he's not only a drama queen, but I cannot stand that he tries to bring up these, like, biblical or... Right. Like, again, dumb guy trying to sound smart. Yeah. Like, like just... Principles when he, in no way, does like, he... Like, no, behave. he's, like, 100%, like, just, like, was it not truly Aristotle who said Elliot Page or Ellen Page? <laughs> Like, it yeah. just is like... Uh, he's like uh, Elliot what? slash... He, he kept, he kept referencing like, ever. First of all, first of all, you know, there are trans people out here who do not choose a name that is very similar to the dead name. <laughs> like, like Elliot did. And it's particularly funny for him to yeah. act like it's so hard yeah. to go to Elliot. <laughs> like, it's just... You know, was it was it not Copernicus who first taught us to ask questions? Like it just like every fucking thing he said was like that. In the words of Hippopolis, like just yeah, he kept making these long-winded references, like just annoying, just an annoying person who is now given a huge platform. That's the other thing is he's rewarded immensely for this and that annoys me even more is that you know he's been persecuted for this and he is rewarded in his persecution and that is like a lot of modern day conservatism when you get down to it is that the world is changing people around them are telling them that the things that they're saying either hurt their feelings or are bad or have you know material harm comes to people And when you tell a conservative person that they're doing harm to others, they themselves take on this persecuted role where they 
fling themselves into this state of irateness at being told that they were wrong and that they themselves are maybe a bad person for having done the things that they've done, as you were saying about the like boy who had consequences coming to him. Jordan Peterson, you know, has consequences in that people are telling him, don't do that because that's bad. Well, and, and it's just his entire conceit that essentially trans people's very existence is asking so much from everybody, like, and it's so confusing and it's so hard when it just is not, like, to the point where he forgets to do the bit yeah. a couple times during this 15-minute speech and then he kind of, like, stutters and, and does the he, she, they, you're like thing to, because he thinks he's driving home this point, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. It's like super easy to figure out. Well, and also the thing that someone like Jordan Peterson refuses to acknowledge is that if you're not, uh, like a fucking dipshit transphobe who has, harmful thoughts about trans people. If you fuck up in, in gendering or, or, yeah, or none whatever, of this shit is hard. people are going to, people are not going to jump down your throat and throw yeah. you on the pyre or whatever. Yeah, no, it's easy because just you're, be you're not trying to do harm. Right. But there's this right. fantasy that everyone who, you know, who's transphobic <laughs> where they act like, Oh, just an innocent person could make an innocent mistake and then they are decapitated. <laughs> like it does link. It's because these people don't know trans people that they haven't sought out to argue with it, it, or be mean to. It gets back to what you were saying about this little boy, like the mob justice kind of mentality of this kid was persecuted and like one fuck up is going to well, and it's just in an ideal world where everything is fair and yeah you don't have mob justice i guess but i uh, mean the article was fairly clear that the title nine complaint went nowhere and this seems like the only way to get justice so i don't know what the fuck this woman's writing this article yeah, for because sounds like the mob justice uh succeeded where <laughs> the government uh failed yeah and yeah with jordan peterson it's like he also takes on this mob justice kind of but it's all like oh f not for me but okay for thee like it whatever that is you know uh it he is absolutely fine with uh, what, you know, accumulates to a mob justice if it's on the side of things yeah. he believes in. And, and he's, he's okay with moralizing, which he does the entire time in this speech. But, like, if the other side is moralizing about him, it's, oh, I'm under attack from a thousand... Well, that's why he's so attached to bullshit like evolutionary psych mm -hmm. and like he's always making arguments from some vague human nature which is hilarious because he's like a fucking young guy and like i'm like you're talking about the least tangible uh <laughs> idea right. around um something that is a, a soft science um you know uh as well. He does like the psychologist version of when people who are into 
finance, act like econ and economics are like this heart, like they're on par with like molecular biology. Well, I mean, that was, um, what's it? The, like the famous Sam Harris interview where Sam Harris is like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yes. Yeah. And I fucking hate Sam Harris. Yeah, we all hate Sam Harris. Um, we all hate Sam Harris here. I don't like his stupid watered-down meditations where he's like, oh, I'm going to sell you a drier version of Vipassana meditation. But I took out all that God stuff, which, guess what? Not a lot of God stuff mm. in Vipassana. But anyway. Well, before we log off, you know who's never had a persecution con- complex before who was recently in the news for doing something funny? O.J. Simpson. Mm. <laughs> no, did you see he made a video saying women should have a right to their bodies? Oh. Uh, well, you know, good for him. He's Reformed. Uh, no, I was talking about Donald, Donald J. Trump. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Throwing... Th- I forgot. Throwing a burger against the wall and jumping... In between a limousine partition. I, I just got to say, as someone who has had, like, stacks of documents tossed at my head by abusive bosses from New York City, Donald Trump absolutely uh, threw a hamburger at the wall. Oh, yeah, no, like, he did he, all of this shit. Yeah, no, he absolutely See, threw I don't know about the trying to grab the steering wheel. He fucking absolutely did that shit. Um, yeah, like, that's just... Yeah, that's kind of like just stupid entitled shit that stupid entitled people do. Yeah. I, where I, it's like, it's like when someone's like walking around at a catered event and, and you just like take a glass off the tray and not realizing that that's very well balanced and you might cause them to drop their entire tray. It's like one of those just dumb fucking rich people, thi- like entitled bullshit things where it's like, yeah, you can't fucking drop grab a steering wheel dude like it's not a fucking game like but the hamburger thing absolutely happened yeah. uh yeah and there was uh, the woman who testified yeah um she's a young woman and a lot of people remarked that like he probably didn't even like consider her a witness to his behavior <laughs> like which i feel like is being too nice to donald trump <laughs> um, yeah he didn't think she was important but you know uh, I also don't think this man has had, like, awareness of when to pull it in <laughs> in general. Um, but, you know, what was fun is when she was testifying that day, uh, fucking Trump people decided to trend whatever her name is, Carly, whatever, but that she was another Amber Heard. Mm. Because now... As uh, as predicted here uh, <laughs> and otherwhere, uh, now every time a woman does anything that you would want to call her a liar about, it will be now tied to this. <laughs> so just keep it classy, Trump folks. Gotta love him. Uh, but yeah, I did see a lot of that. It's a very funny, horrible as like a horrible boss's sense, but also throwing a burger against the wall just kind of embodies his entire persona person. Mm. He had that famous picture of him standing with all of the burgers and mm-hmm. he loves burgers. And so of course, when, and when leaving the white house, he's of course throwing a burger It's just, you know, it's a nice little poetic touch to his presidency. 
that and uh, that he needed the music man, the aide that brought him the show tunes. What? You what? didn't? No, I didn't hear this. Oh, okay. I could have sworn I had mentioned this to you. Maybe it was a very boring dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, I told you this. And then I'll be like, that might have just been a really boring dream I had where I told you this. <laughs> but one of the things that was testified to is that as Trump was getting increasingly batshit, they were like, we need to call the aide that they all referred to as the music man who had several playlists queued up uh, of his favorite yeah. show tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, uh, including Memory from Cats that yeah. were known to calm him down. Mm. So this is a tactic that had been employed Yeah, and this is just times. like classic fucking 80s uh, yuppie Trump, like just New York culture dumbass Trump. I don't care every time. Memories is beautiful. Yeah. Misty watercolored memories. Great. Uh, I mean, I wish they'd had an, a Guns N' Roses person for every time he demanded to be amped up by November Rain being played at his. Remember when he. Oh, memories from uh, Mean Beaches. No, there was. What is the cat song? I have no idea. God damn it. I wasn't allowed to see both cats. Of them are on this playlist. I by wasn't the way. allowed to see cats because it was too scary for me as a child. It's weird. You know what's worth watching? The weird movie they made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was the last movie I saw in the theaters before COVID. Mm. And it was like, uh, sometimes I go to the movies by myself because I find it quite relaxing. I'll get up, I'll go to a matinee. Sometimes I'll get like really high <laughs> and go to the matinee and that was one of these days. And I saw cats and it was crazy. <laughs> Cause it's like, why? Just the proportions are so funny. Um, Cause they're humans in cat suits, but we're like supposed to think that they are cat sized, but they're standing, <laughs> it's, you know, it was a lot. Um, All right, so I guess that's... Anyway. The thin skinned men. That's the theme of tonight. That's right. Happy 4th of July. Yep. Happy America Day. Bye. of
the new 